0: Well, good morning. Can you hear me now? All right, great. Well, we're glad you're here this morning. Men, I'm especially proud of you as your women are away at uh, the women's retreat that you're here. Those of you whose ladies are away, we'll get you out early enough that you can clean up the house today because I know you have not done that yet. And, you know, a, a few uh, months ago, I was here on the property. We were finishing up with the company that was kind of shaving down the field over there which I know right now doesn't look like a sports field, but it will. Hang with us. Um, And as I was finishing up with them, I looked, and there was somebody that had just pulled up into the church parking lot. This is a Saturday morning. We don't get many people on Saturday mornings that come up. And uh, the person had got out of their car, and they were kind of walking around. I could tell, looking to see maybe if somebody was here. Uh, And so I happened to be here. So I came across the parking lot, and I said... You know, good morning, can I help you out at all? And that opened up a connection and a friendship that has been a blessing to me over the last few months. Uh, and, And I learned in that as well that there was this wonderful backstory in this person's life as well that I wanted to take the time this morning as we finish up this series on Prayer Care Share that you hear it because it kind of flows right into what we're talking about on the topic of sharing. So that person was Bob Gayer, and I want to invite Bob up. If you'd come, go ahead and come up, Bob, and uh, I wanted to spend just a, a few moments just interviewing and talking to Bob and making sure if you don't know Bob yet, you get to know him. But I also really wanted you to know a little bit of this this backstory that uh, that I didn't know the moment I met you in the parking lot, but I've had the opportunity to learn quite a bit about. So, Bob, why don't you just introduce yourself first to
1: everyone? I'll just say hi and good morning and God bless all of you. I'm, I'm Bob Geyer, and I lived in uh, Virginia with my wife, Michael, for 40 years. But last year, she went to be with the Lord, and we have two sons. One's called, he's called Brett. He lives here in North Carolina, and our other son Robin lives in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. They both have families. And uh, so I decided to come down here and live in uh, High Point and uh, started coming to Wendover Hills Church.
0: So, uh, as I got to know you, I learned that you were part of a pretty significant ministry with your wife. And I wondered if you would take the time to share. With them about the ministry how did it get going how were you a part of it what did it involve
1: well it kind of all got started back around 1981 that's a few few decades ago Um, Michael and I we had been married about 20 years and let me let me back that up it was 10 years in case my family's listening In 1981, Michael said to me, she said, Bob, she says, the rest of my life, I want to dedicate on ministering about divine healing. And uh, it started, she became an evangelist and Michael ministered in almost 600 churches across America, Canada and Mexico And I was right there every moment giving her all I could do for her. Um, There's one situation I'd like to, or a a testimony, an event that took place in um, West Virginia. She was ministering, I was there with her on a Sunday night and she gave a message about divine healing and then at the end of the message she had an altar call. It wasn't a big crowd. Um, And the people that wanted the prayer came down, and Michael went along the line, putting hands on the people, just as she felt led to, asking them what they needed, and there were some remarkable prayers being put forth. Well, down the line, toward the end of the line, we came up to where there was a young lady, a mother, and... uh, she was holding a six-month-old baby in her hands, and Michael said, what, what's your prayer? And the mother said, for God to heal my baby. I took a deep breath, and uh, the mother lifted the little baby's hands, 6 months old in a claw, frozen, and she had been told that um, it's... In all chances, it would stay that way, but maybe when the girl gets to be about 10 years old, they could try an operation. But nothing promised. Michael put her hand up on that little child's claw and said, little girl, be healed. And she took her hand back and that little girl's hands, fingers, started to open like that. When the mother saw what happened, she fell out, and a couple people caught her, and I caught the baby. (laughs) Oh, it was quite a moment. And when the mother got up, I saw oceans of tears coming down her face. And we gave her back the baby, and some people helped her back to, to, to seat. Well, later that night when we were driving back to the motel I said Michael I just have been thinking about something that little baby never re- read a word of God never a word of God out of the Bible that little baby probably never prayed and Michael looked at me and she says but God it was just amazing and then along the way through the years, Michael uh, wrote four books about helping people understand biblical healing. And uh, I've given uh, several copies of a book called Narrowgate, Understanding Biblical Healing to the Church for anyone who wants to pick up one, there's no cost anything, and uh, I think we're going to show
0: a video now. Of yeah, it'll be a good time. Let's take a look at, at the video now. Now this is uh, during uh, earlier in the years of your ministry, and, and yeah. part of a promotional video, and talks about the book as well. So let's see.
2: Okay. Light Shine Ministries International, with founding directors Bob and E Michael Gayer, bringing the healing ministry of Jesus Christ to people, based upon the dynamic book Narrow Gate. Understanding Biblical Healing by E. Michael Gayer Light Shine Ministries International presents the Narrow Gate Biblical Healing School God's perfect word from Matthew 7, 13 and 14 tells us to enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it Join with us now as inspirational speaker E. Michael Gayer presents the Narrow Gate Biblical Healing School.
3: This particular school is founded and based on the teaching of Jesus Christ. We take our name from Matthew, the 7th chapter, verses 13 through 14, where Jesus had commissioned all of us and he said, Enter by the Narrow Gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. As we proceed through our studies, purpose in your heart that today we will be among the life finders. We will be among those that find the life of the living Lord Jesus Christ and the healing virtue that is present for all of us.
0: So this morning, what uh, what we wanted to show you is that the Lord can use you in amazing, mighty ways, and you may not even be considering that. As we talked about praying for people far from God and caring for people far from God and this week's sharing, there was a time, Bob, where... Like, Michael had to challenge you to kind of like, hey, you, you're going to plug in with this God thing and, and make it serious to your life. And you probably at that time never imagined you could be part of, of a transformational ministry. So do you mind just sharing, how were you transformed during these years?
1: Wow. <laughs> if you knew Michael and you were around her for a while, you'd be transformed. But God really transformed me along with Michael And it was just by reading certain scriptures and they stick with you. They stick with you. Uh, Three scriptures in mind if I can recall them. One is I am Jehovah Rapha the Lord who heals you. Another one is all things are possible if only you believe. And with God, nothing is impossible, and I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me by I recall these scriptures probably several times a day, and it just strengthens my faith. we can 't miss with God
0: so uh, so today. Um Bob has actually brought books, they're available. This isn't a, we're trying to sell you something or make no. any money for, for this. They're free. They're just available for you to take, um, focus on biblical healing. Now, um, you know, I've, I've been a pastor for quite a while. So when we think of the topic of healing, it can go from really significant biblical approach to far out there and crazy and wacky and far from the Bible. Um, so me getting a book months ago and reading through it and looking through it, I said, this is just really good, encouraging information from God's Word. So um, so those are available. So please feel free to to take one as you see them. Uh, maybe one per fan would be greatest uh, way today. Um, but Bob, I wonder if you would just share, like, how would you see, like, this this ministry? I know Michael's passed on, and, and uh, how you might see this ministry continue may look different, but uh, would you just share with them and How would you like to see it continue? Well,
1: no two people are the same, so. But um, when Michael passed, I just felt in my spirit that what she was trying to accomplish to build people, help build people's faith, that Christ is our healer. I just felt like I wanted to pass all I could be very transparent about it as best I can, and uh, help people be healed. Not what you immediately think of physical healing, but that is important, but total healing of everything that we need to be healed with. And why be healed? It's to be a strong, ambassador, to be a strong ambassador and a strong disciple for Christ. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's how it goes with me right now.
0: So afterwards, when our service concludes, you'll see Bob's going to be outside at, at the tent. There's some books there. You can talk to him. Um, but something he's doing on Wednesday nights uh, that uh, I know we have our Bible, adult Bible study going on, the youth group, all that kind of stuff. We've had 70 plus people in the building the last uh, couple Wednesday nights. But Bob is actually leading a class back in the room. It's, it's a class focused on what we're talking about here. There's, there's prayer, encouragement, reading of Scripture, you know, praying over this, this full healing. Um, and some, it's the deep issue with spiritual uh, healing as well. And so um, I invite you, if that is something you just really f- sense this morning the Lord is calling you to, please come and, and uh, uh, be a part of that on Wednesday nights.
1: I'd like to have you come. And uh, it will be an exercise of working together to strengthen ourselves and really, really, really know that we can turn it all over to Christ. And it will happen, and he'll heal us in whatever we need.
0: Thanks, Tom. Well, Bob, thanks so much. for. Would you thank Bob for coming up and joining us? Thank you. Thank you. Now listen, um, Bob, I hope I don't um, embarrass you because I didn't ask you this part, but Bob's 85 years old, right? Old, oldest guy in our church. Um, yeah. You got me by a year or two. Oh. And, and what you're hearing him say is, my wife has passed on. I mean, there's such beautiful story that you should take Bob out to lunch and just say, tell me about your marriage and let him just share life with you, um, so his wife's passed on, and seemingly the ministry, as far as how you saw it in a screen, that, that day has moved on, and here he's sitting saying, how do I keep this ministry going? How do I keep helping other people find full healing in their life? And so, um, do you retire from evangelism? As believers, we do not. We just keep leading and following, or right, let the Holy Spirit lead, and we keep following. So, I want to just share with you, and this is going to be briefer this morning as we look at the final uh, teaching in our Prayer, Care, Share series. So, if you'd grab your notes, let me fill in a couple of blanks that actually review from the last couple of weeks if you haven't been here. And then I just want to briefly share with you uh, just a little bit about three ways to actually share your faith. Now, think when we're talking about sharing here, what we have been talking about, at least in this context, is we're talking about sharing with people where we already know them. It's where we work. It's where we live. It's where we play, where we go to school. And so we're not even necessarily talking about go to your grocery store and cold turkey evangelize, you know, the guy in the meat section. Um, Though the Lord might send you to do that. Kevin, that's probably your gig, right? Yeah. But we're talking about people. The Lord has already opened up relationships. The door is already there for you. So here was our series goal as we come to the third week in the final week in this series, the series goal is this: to allow God to use me—that's you, me—to see a friend, family member, coworker, etc., come to know Jesus Christ. That is the goal: that God would use you in this way. And let's just be honest, Christians. Probably you measure your Christianity in the number of years you've been been a Christian. Most of you in here don't say, "I've been a Christian a few months or a few days," right? Most of you in here measure it in years, and so follow up the question, how many times in those years has God used you for somebody near you where you work, where you play, where you live, to come to know Jesus Christ? For many Christians, they'd say zero, none. Our series goal is that God would use me in those settings, you in those settings, So, we talked in forms of three ways. We talked about prayer two weeks ago. Pastor Anson did a great job. If you haven't gone back and listened to that, it's on our website. Pray daily for my list of five. We introduced that concept. Write down five people. This helps us to be intentional. There's nothing magical about five. We're intentional to say, here's five people in my life that don't know Jesus, and pray for them every day. You can pray, hey, may they have a great day. If you know something about their life, you may say, hey, help their financial situation or whatever. But you're also intentionally praying, Lord, use me for this person. Open up an opportunity for this person that they might come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Use me. So we're praying daily intentionally for that. The second week, we use the word care, and we said we're going to decide how to best serve my list of five. You look at that list and say, how can I care for them intentionally? Now, we want you to have a lifestyle of care. That is a biblical approach. Anything you run into in life, it's an opportunity to care for somebody, right? To serve somebody, to help somebody. Um, But be intentional about your list of five. How can you care for them? And sometimes you need to just sit down and think that one through. And then this week, share. Share my story so that I can share God's story. We're going to simply share something God has done in my life and how he's transformed me so that... I can tell them how God can transform their life as well. Share my story to share God's story. Listen, every single one of us in here have opportunities to share our story or opportunities to share Jesus with everyone all week long. In fact, sometimes something new happens in our life. A new opportunity opens up, right? We get plugged into something new, new relationships form, you move, something happens. And often as Christians, we're kind of conditioned to say, man, this is going to be a good new opportunity. I actually can share Jesus with these people or I can be a witness in this setting now. And that's wonderful. But God has given us many avenues like these, sometimes these new ones. But if we're not careful, the avenue to share God becomes the God itself. We get so wrapped up, I'm in a new sports league. There's great opportunity, right? My baseball league to go and to share Jesus with parents and kids and stuff like that. That's why I'm not here on Sundays, Pastor Tom. We're out sharing Jesus on the baseball field, right? And you know I love baseball, so you're trying to tug on my heartstrings, right? But if we're not careful before we know it, that avenue becomes the God instead of sharing. We don't leverage those opportunities, So I'm going to give you three quick ways that you can share your testimony. And they're really ways that we see Jesus or we see it spoke of in in the Bible, in the New Testament especially, on ways that sharing happened. Here's the first one. Offer a testimony. Just offer a testimony. You know what that means? When you offer a testimony, you are offering a personal story on how something works. That's what a testimony really is. When we think about it in this way, I say, hey, you should go over to Denny's. I hadn't been there in so long. Last time I went was Kevin. Right? Do you remember that? When we opened up the menu that day, I'm like, I don't know where along the ways Denny became the pancake capital place, but it's not IHOP anymore. Denny's, I'm flipping three or four pages worth of pancake options. And I remember going and telling three or four people that like, man, Denny's is like taking over the pancake world and all these different creations. That's a testimony. That's all that is, is a testimony. So when you say, man, my life was transformed by God. I used to hang out in in the bars all Friday nights. And now, like, that's not my desire at all, unless there's somebody there to share Jesus with, right? That's That's a testimony of transformation. Or maybe you're like, listen, I was so concerned about this, and I read that verse. Look, don't worry, just walk forward in the Lord. Man, that was so impactful for me. I decided I'm not going to sit and camp out in anxiety. That is a testimony, sharing your story about what God has done. So that's what we do. We're going to offer a testimony. We're going to share your story. Now, it might be that the Lord opens up a door where you can share your story of coming to know Jesus. And I taught you months back on how to share your story. One minute, what was life like before I met Jesus? One minute, why did I come to know Jesus? One minute, what was life like after I came to know Jesus? That's a three-minute testimony that you can share. You can almost memorize those three, those three minutes so when the door opens, you share that story with people. Take a look at Mark chapter 5. I'm going to give you the background. Jesus had just freed a man of many demons. You might remember the story if you know the Gospels well enough. He just freed him. Remember put them into some pigs, and they ran off the cliff. Do you remember that story? If you're like, what? (laughs) What now? We have to move on, because it's not our focus of the sermon to break down that story. So I'm going to have to leave you in suspense on that one. But that's what just happened. And if you are filled with demons, and Jesus takes them out, and they go into pigs, and they do something else, would you not want to follow Jesus from then on? I'm going to be close to this guy From now on, the rest of my life. And that is what the guy said. He wanted to go and be with Jesus. What does Jesus say, though? Take a look at the passage. This is what Jesus said. No, go home to your own people, Jesus said, and tell them what the Lord has done for you and how he's shown you mercy. No, you go back to the people in your life and go share testimony of what just happened. Now, I know most of you well enough in here, and not all of you, to know you probably have never had demons taken out of you, thrown into pigs, and something you know, that would put into paper, but you've had something, some type of testimony. God has done something in your life. Go share it. Go share it. So the question would be for us on this, are you going to where your own people are with your story? You go to your own people. And when I say own people, it fits right into this series, where you work, Where you live, where you study, where you play. And are you intentionally sharing your story? Or are you just so caught up in what that thing brought or that avenue is or what it entails that you've forgotten? It's an avenue to share your story. Here's the second one, uh, three ways to share. Explain the gospel. (laughs) We're going to share God's story. We want to share God's story because we don't want just people to think, man, that's great. I'm, glad, I'm so glad, Patrick, that happened for you. That's wonderful. We want Patrick to turn around and say, that can be for you too. And let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about God. There was a time where Jesus, uh, he appears to the disciples. This is in Matthew chapter 16. But just before this, he had appeared to Mary Magdalene, right? And she was overjoyed because this appearance was post crucifixion and so she's like he is he's alive and you can imagine how ecstatic she was and then she he appeared to two two men that were walking along the way as well and he ministered and spoke with them it seems like the context of mark chapter 16 is that both mary and those two travelers told the disciples they gave testimony right of this and guess what Disciples didn't believe. That's going to happen sometimes. You share your testimony, right? And they're like, I I, I either don't believe you or that's great for you. I don't think it can happen for me, right? That's exactly what they did with the disciples. And the disciples did not believe that Jesus had been raised from the dead, didn't believe it. Well, then Jesus decided to just appear in front of them and to put all the questions to bed, right? And this is what Jesus said to them. Now, the passage actually says he rebukes them first right? And then he says to them, first thing he says is, go into the world, the whole world, and proclaim the good news to every creature. And I says, look, go. You go now and tell other people. Just the same way they came and told you, you go and tell other people now of the good news. Now he's specifically talking about this good news. He died and rose again now. Go now, share this with Other people. Now you would think he might say, "Look, you didn't believe. Well, I'm done with you. Forget you. I'll use these other people." But he doesn't do that. He presents himself, and now he says, "Listen. Now you go. You've seen it. You know it's true. Go claim it. Go believe, or not only believe it. Go share it with others. And that's what the word proclaim. In fact, when you see the word preach in the New Testament." You might think, oh, that's not for me when I see the word preach, because that's for preachers, right? And I, I, I've been in the South almost 12 years, right? And I had never lived anywhere else in my ministry career where people call me preacher. They would call me pastor. But here, I introduce myself, hi, I'm Pastor Tom. Oh, he's the preacher. Like, that's just kind of ingrained. And so when we read the word preach, we think, oh, that's somebody else. That's not me. That's for somebody else. The word simply means proclaim. It's all it means. And guess what? It's for all of us, all of us to go and proclaim. So here's a question. Are you going to your world with God's story? Are you going and sharing God's story? Well, I work in a public school. I'm not allowed to do certain things. Well, guess what? There's avenues. Figure them out. I'm not sure what those avenues are. Oh, wonderful. We talked about prayer. That's our first week. Get before the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is probably clever enough to lead you in how you need to do it. And on and on and on. Let that avenue still be a place that you can share the gospel. But often we have to be intentional. The final one ways to share is you just open the scriptures. Open the scriptures and share the scriptures. Share the scriptures. Now listen, I'm not necessarily saying, take your Bible, walk into one of those settings, and just knock on maybe your neighbor's door and say, hey, would you like to look at some scripture with me? Maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll be like, that's awesome. I mean, the Jehovah Witnesses and, and uh, Mormons have been doing it pretty successfully for a long time. But there are these opportunities that open up. Every once in a while, I get in a conversation with somebody. I might be at the gym or somewhere, um, and, and, I, and I've kind of identified it might be somebody that's far from God and, or doesn't know Jesus. And I'll use, I'll say this, I'll say, hey, you know, I mean, you know me. We've known each other a while. You know, like, religion, because that's what they often call it, right? You know I'm really into that. Um, And I wonder, has there ever been a time for you where you were into that? Now, most people my age, if they're younger, this may not be the case, but most people my age probably had some engagement with church when they were young. They might have gone to youth group a little bit. Their parents brought them up. Um, Maybe they grew up Catholic and, and got up to catechism, that kind of thing. Uh, but but most of them have some story, not all, but most. And so when they say, yeah, I used to go to a youth group or kid's class and Awana's class, things like that. But we don't anymore. We haven't for a long time. Well, what's the next question that I often ask? The, the Lord opens up naturally. Hey, do you mind um, if I asked, why did you stop going? Why did your family stop going? Now, the answer after that is often, not always, sometimes it's just, We got a new job, and, you know, my dad got a job, and we didn't do it, or my mom got a job, whatever. But often, it's something happened at the church. There was a relationship issue. Somebody said something from the stage. Something happened, and they kind of got offended or quit going or didn't like what they heard or those type of things. Somebody got sick, and they were gone five or six weeks. Nobody called on them. That kind of thing happens. Often, almost always in those cases, somebody has left the church for something that has nothing to do with Jesus and nothing to do with the biblical stories and the scripture stories. So I use that opportunity to say, hey, I'm so sorry you had that experience. I've been in the church world long enough to know we are far from perfect, perfect, and sometimes we blow it. What do you think about, maybe I, I know a few scriptures, what do you think about us getting together, maybe for coffee or something, And just look at those scriptures ourselves and and walk through them, and we'll ask questions, no teaching or preaching. We'll just walk through the passages. If I could tell you today that about 50% of the time that you invite somebody to look at the scriptures with you, they said yes, would you think that's a huge percentage in the positive? That is what I've seen by that. Just walking down that little path to open up the scriptures. About 50% of the time somebody says to me, Yeah, I'd be up for that. So there are lots of avenues for opening the scriptures with people even before they've ever come to know Jesus Christ. So we're looking for those opportunities. On October 30th, not today, we don't have time. On October 30th, I'm going to actually teach you how to do a discovery Bible study. You may have never heard of that form of Bible study. A discovery Bible study can be done with a non-Christian friend in five minutes. Or you could sit down with all your commentaries and do it in two hours if you want, right? The door is wide open. Mr. Patrick over here decided he's going to launch a discovery study at work. And what do you got, 15 minutes at work or so? Patch, 15 minutes? If everybody's got their, their soda and snack or something on their break, you know, and sits down. He's got just a few minutes, and he does a discovery Bible study at work. And so I'm going to teach you that on October 30th. But the point is, we're opening up Scripture with People, so here's a a little passage. You might remember this. Uh, There was a an Ethiopian official who had come to Jerusalem during one of the festivals, so that he could worship. He probably was sent to Jerusalem um, to uh, as as somebody who was there to pay homage and respects. but he's there, and he, he sees all of what's happening in Jerusalem with worship, and on his way home, he is actually reading from the Hebrew Scriptures. The Bible tells us it's from the book of Isaiah. This is found in Acts chapter 8. And then the Holy Spirit actually sends Philip to minister to this person. And so when Philip is there in front of this Ethiopian official, he notices he is reading the scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures from the book of Isaiah, all right? Just what you have in your Bible. And so what does Philip ask him? Do you understand what you're reading? He might have been a little taken back too, like, hey, this is non-Jewish person traveling from afar. They're reading from the scriptures. I'm not sure they would know how to read this or what it means. Do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian official was, how can I, unless somebody explains it to me? And so in Acts chapter 8:35, uh, Luke writing this book, tells us, starting with that passage that he was reading, Philip proclaimed the good news about Jesus to him. He used God's word to work through to share the gospel and the good news about Jesus. in Isaiah, from Isaiah in the Old Testament, and he was able to share about Jesus. So he uses the scripture even before. This person seemingly understood the gospel, and the door opened up for this one person to believe. Now you might remember further in the story, the Ethiopian at some point said, "Hey, there's some water here. What would prevent us from stopping and being baptized right now?" Right, and that's exactly what happened. And so, life transformation because they opened up the scriptures and somebody walked through the scripture with you. Now they, that's what you might need to do with a friend, because facebook the one-liners on facebook don't get it done what we see in our sitcoms and our movies those go the opposite direction of explaining the scripture well so you need to be the one to open up the scriptures and to share so here's a question are you inviting people to hear god's word are you inviting listen the, the avenue is always open all of these things. You can always invite somebody to come on Sunday morning. They get to hear the gospel. They get to care, be cared for, all of those things. We're talking about something different here. We're talking about you doing it and creating a lifestyle of this where you live, work, study, play. So that's where prayer care share comes in. So here's what I'm thinking. I want to finish off this series in prayer. I've got a couple of announcements, and I think that'll be our, our time this morning. But as I pray, I want to just have a kind of a silent time where I'm, all I'm doing is I'm asking you to take your list of five, or hone in on one name if you want, and you go before the Lord, and you ask those questions that we've been talking about in here. Lord, how can I pray for them or care for them? How can I share with them. What have I been doing? What avenues are right in front of me, and I have not been leveraging those. I've not been using. In fact, I've made those my own God um, and not seen them as avenues to share you. So I'm going to let you go before God uh, as we as we pray. So would you bow and pray with me? Father, thank you for challenging us to pray for our friends and family members and co-workers far from you. Lord, thank you that you you're challenging us to intentionally care for them and think of how can we serve them. But, Lord, thank you that you're challenging us, and it is a challenge for many Christians, to actually open our mouths and to share you with them in the form of a testimony, in the form of sharing the good news, or in the form of experiencing Scripture with them together. <laughs> so, Lord, now, would you, we just, would you just receive what we have to bring to you, each individual, on the list of five or maybe uh, just one individual that we would identify here. Listen to our hearts. Father, for whatever commitment was just made, whatever commitment to share with whatever person, Father, the enemy would want to stifle that immediately, probably before we even get home. So, Father, would we walk forward in confidence in your spirit, knowing that you empower us and strengthen us to overcome our own deficiencies and even our own fears in this area, that you will give us opportunities this week, and we will step forward give you praise in your son's name. Amen.